What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Men Talk. Today, we're going to be talking about holiness and sanctification and what it looks like in a man's life today. Let's get with it on Real Men Talk. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts, Anthony Kernut and Craig Reynolds. What up, guys? Anthony Kernut. Hey, and this is Craig Reynolds. All right, so today we're going to be talking about holiness and sanctification. So here we yeah. are. We live in, um, uh, in a world today that is completely full of filth and evil. And what's even worse is is not only are is it full of filth and evil, it's widely accepted. Oh man. And yes. um everywhere you go, everywhere you look, there is there's evil, um lust and gratification self gratification. Um everybody's uh, worried about what's going to make themselves happy that's the that's the go-to thing you know we've talked about this many many times beforehand um every time you turn on the television you turn on the radio um it's constantly our 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 minds our um our children even are being completely um, destroyed by filth, and um, it's it, it. It doesn't matter where you go. It does not matter where you go or what you do, what store you walk into, what uh, billboards you look at, what TV show you turn on. It is in your face constantly, always. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, the days that we live in and, and what we're seeing and we've discussed this many of times, it's, uh, you know, it, it's prophetic. You know, it, it is the uh, it is the end time prophecies being fulfilled, you know, that in the last days, good will be called evil. Evil will be called good. The poisoning of minds. I mean, and you see this uh, as a direct, um, you know, you see the direct result of this, even people walking from the faith. Uh, leaving the faith, you know, departing, deconstructing, if you will. And, uh, and, and they're following into these chasing after their, after these uh, wild passions, these fleshly passions. And um, you know, whether that's uh, chasing after money, whether it's chasing after uh, just, you know, sexual immorality, different things, but it, it is a very real thing. We, uh, we, we're living in and, you know, it, it all comes to, you know, what does what does scripture say of how we're supposed to face these things? You know, Absolutely. how how are we supposed to in a, in a, in a uh, society in a world that uh, that calls everything evil good and that promotes such evil? And you know, we don't have to get in the details. We've discussed them on on previous podcasts of things we've we've talked about. You know, of of these different things. But you know, I and mean, we'll get into it a little bit. But you know, what does the Bible say? And you know. I, I'm, I love scripture. I love bringing scripture into it. You know, we've quoted uh, one of these scriptures a lot, but I want to read the 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 before and after verses with this scripture. And it's First John two fifteen through seventeen. This is how we're supposed to. This this is how we are supposed to address this world. And it says, "Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone the lo- loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him." 
For of all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away in the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Amen. I think, I think that right there is our key answer of how we're supposed to address this world and how we're supposed to live in this world. That's right. Absolutely. You know, and you look at, um, you know, what are, what is going on? Um, you know, we've already talked about, you know, the TV and the music and different things like that. I heard, I heard a, um, well, a good friend of ours, um, Pastor Josh Reasons, he had, he made a statement today. I was talking to him and he said, and this is really profound. I was, I was not that I was surprised to come from him because he's brilliant, but um, why, why I've never heard it put this way before. He said, you are a sum of your influences. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that again, because that's bear was saying that that's worth saying again. You are the sum of your influences. Yes. So depending on what you listen to, um, what what you allow around you, the people that you hang out with, you are going to be a sum of all those things. So when we're talking about holiness, you know, um, as men, you know, what are we allowing into our lives? And, you know, and when it comes to our families, what are we allowing into our kids' lives? Who are our kids hanging around with? What are they watching? What are they listening to? Um, you, you know, what are what us as, as ourselves, you, you know, mm-hmm. what are we lo- watching? What are we listening to? Um, what are who are we hanging out with? Um, you know, as leaders, we're supposed to set the example of holiness. You know, we are called to be set apart. First um, Thessalonians four seventeen says, "For God has not called us to impurity, but to live in holiness." Um, and yes. if we expect the people around us to to be holy, um, to um, to, to live a life of holiness, we ourselves have got to live out that example. Right. And, you know, and, and when people hear this word and, and they hear the words like holiness and sanctification, I think sometimes they get turned off by, it, you know, because I, I'll be honest with you. It's one of those things that it's not a popular thing to preach about in today's church. Uh, you know, used to it was, but I, and I and I think a lot of it too. Uh, to be honest with you, in past uh, experiences, like we've talked about in the Tack of Pentecost uh, episode, you know, of what the stigma that gets tied to this, you know, like you know, used to holiness and sanctification, it got tied to oh, unless you you know are a woman that wears no makeup, has your hair long in a bun, and wears a skirt. Now that's true holiness, but that's not what we're talking about here. You know that right. you know you know what is what is sanctification? What is holiness? And and I want to I want to set this this precedence. I want to I want to set make this you know statement and and I, this is the, this is the definition of of what it means. And uh, so sanctification um, is is a verb. And it means sanctify, which literally means to set apart or specific or for spe- to set apart for special use or purpose. That is to make holy or sacred. Therefore, sanctification refers to the state or process of being set apart, made holy as a vessel full of the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, the purpose of, of, of God for our lives 
is for us to be sanctified, to become more like the image of his son, his perfect son, Jesus Christ. This is not done through our determination, resolve, willpower, or strength, but by the Holy Spirit as He, as we yield our lives to his control and we are filled with him. That is, so, that is sanctification. It is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives that sets us apart, sanctifies us, and, and makes us different. Mm-hmm. That's true sanctification and holiness. You know, and you look at, um, you know, I think a, a, a lot of the reasons why holiness scares people so much is because when you think of holiness, um, me personally, as 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 a man, whenever I think of holiness, I think of perfection. Right. And we as human can never obtain perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I heard a guy say one time, um, if you expect perfection, you'll only find failure. Yes. You know, and it doesn't matter where you're at or what you're doing. Um, that applies to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, because we're human. We are we are faulty by nature. Yes. Um, we, we will never be able to live up to the holiness that is Jesus Christ. Absolutely Ever. not. You know, and um, and to when you look at that, that's that's so hard. That's so hard to to think of. Um, that that holy is is even attainable. First um, Peter one fifteen. But as the one who called you is holy, you also are to be holy in your conduct. And you look at this and you're like, wait a minute. The, the one who called me to be holy is Jesus. Yes. You know, how how am I supposed to live up to those kind of standards? How am I supposed to be able to obtain holiness like Jesus was holy? And yeah. that's that's a big weight to bear. Yes, absolutely. And uh, and, you know, it. It's it is a hard thing, uh, you know, but but it is our calling to be set apart. Uh, you know, you look at first Peter two and nine, it says, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should always show forth the praises of him who call has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Uh, that's such a powerful verse because that that shows you the it is it's more of a suggestion to me, holiness sanctification is a mandate. It's a command. Uh, that's how I look at it. You know, you, and and I, and I think I've said this before, and I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but I think a lot of people want salvation, but they don't want sanctification. They want to, you know, live a life free of uh, eternity in hell, but yet they don't want to have any difference from the world in this life that we live now. That's right. And, you, if that makes sense, and but you mm-hmm. you know you cannot have have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You either are fully sold out to the cause of Christ, or you're not. You know, That's and, right. and and you look at the, and I, it, it breaks my heart because you see and you hear these stories of man, these people that profess to be Christians, maybe even serving their churches, but man, they're running up the biggest tab at the bar, or mm-hmm. you know they're you know supporting things that just don't line up biblically and uh and and it makes you really wonder where is their 
biblical convictions at? Where is their, you know, their moral compass, if you will? I mean, right? Because the Word of God, it 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 has a way of itself, and it, it doesn't take somebody preaching. It it has a way of itself of 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 working through you. Uh, even in First uh, Corinthians six and eleven, it says, "But you were washed, you but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God." Uh, you know. And, and somewhere else in the scripture, it says that, you know, through the washing of the water of the word, you know, the word of God has this way of, of cleansing you, you yes. know, of, of it shows you where you need improvement, shows you where you, you need to, uh, to, to work and to progress, you know, and the Holy Spirit through the word of God is, is, is working on you. And it has such a way of, of sanctifying you. And when you and, and I'm not trying to sound judgmental, but when you see somebody that claims to be a Christian and they're still living in the world, that shows me one one of two things. It shows me that their time in the Word is not very strong, because there's no way that they could live that life and still have a and and, and be in the Word of God. Right. Well, it, when you talk about holiness, when we talk, you know, we were talking about how a lot of people see it as perfection and stuff like that. Um, what we need to understand is is being holy. You know, we'll go back. We'll go back to this uh, this scripture. This this First Peter chapter one verses fifteen and sixteen. Um, you know, the word holy means to be set apart. Yes. You know, and so you can also read this as, but the one who has called you is is set apart. You also are to be set apart in your contact, for it is written, be set apart because I am set apart. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And so it takes that, you, you know, we've talked about it before. God's not looking for perfection. What he's looking for is... um obedience you know we talked about obedience is better than sacrifice and da, 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 yes. you know and all that good stuff and, and our, our our biggest um who we can look at to, for the, that that example is always jesus any anything that that pertains to our life we can always look at the life of jesus as an example as a template of of who we are supposed to be what we are supposed to look like you know and you go to john chapter 17 this is one of my favorite chapters in the bible and i've probably said this before but um chapter 17 is an, is a prayer from Jesus to God, um, in 17 through 19 says this, um, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they may also be sanctified in mm-hmm. truth. If you notice, Jesus said, I'm going to consecrate myself so they can be sanctified in truth. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and what is truth? It's Verse Jesus. 17 says, your word is truth. Yes. You know, and um, we believe in absolute truths. 
You know, we believe that the that the word of God is absolute. There is no opinion. There is no not, it is truth is what we hold our standards to, mm-hmm. um, you know, and when we want to know what holiness looks like, look in your word. Oh, you want to yeah. know how to be set apart? Look in your word. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and look when you look in the word, you look at the life of Christ, you know, and and the life of the apostles and and these different men that man, I'm telling you what, if they were not set apart, they would not have all died the deaths that they died. Uh, if they didn't, you know, there was something different about them, you know, and and it shined. And, and you know, that that's something that we have to remember, too, is, you know, like we mentioned earlier, there is a lot of dark things that we a lot of dark times we live in now. It is just dark times. Uh, you turn on TV, darkness, you turn on, you know, uh, you go to social media, it's darkness. You go to the schools, it's darkness. And and the biggest part uh, the biggest reason I think it's important to be sanctified and to be whole and to pursue a life of holiness and sanctification is, uh, is to be the light of the world, to be the light in this darkness. You know, Matthew 5 and 14 says, ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on the hill that cannot be hit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, how, how can you be the light in the darkness? If you blend in with the darkness, you can't. So it's important that you be set apart that that there is something so different about you i know we've talked about it in our thursday night men's group anthony you mentioned it multiple times and that's uh you know that we be so full of the holy spirit that we be so different that we be so uh like christ that that when we walk into the a room it changes the very atmosphere of where and that's not to boast that's not to be arrogant that's not but that is to know like wow there is a presence here of this, of this guy that's here, this woman or whoever, you know, that there's something different about them. Cause when you do that, you draw people and it opens up opportunities to present the gospel. Right. And it's not about, it's not about us. No. You know, it's not that that's the difference. It's not about self gain. It's about being so full of yes. the Holy spirit that people recognize the difference you know, that's part of being set apart yes. is allowing the Holy Spirit to work through us because we can never obtain holiness or sanctification or good grief. You can't even be saved without the drawing of the Holy Spirit. Yes. You, you know, and so allowing the Holy Spirit to move through you is is really, uh, and, and I'm kind of getting ahead of ourselves, is really the process of sanctification in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, and holiness is, is so vitally important. Um, and we need to understand that, you know, uh, Hebrews 12, 14 says this, it says, pursue peace with everyone and holiness without it, no one will see the Lord. And uh, again, we're talking about being set apart. We're talking about being different from the world. We're not talking about being perfect. Um, we're talking about um, people being able to to see that you are not like the rest of the world. Yes. That there is something different about you and that difference is Jesus. 
that that's that's the key right there um is jesus yes that is yes that is amazing and ready ready for his work that's right well we're going to take a small break um when we come back we're going to talk about sanctification this portion of real men talk is brought to you by rlp construction thanks for helping making this show possible If you want to be part of the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion. If you have a question or comment about this week's show, please email us at realmenatpalaceofpraise.com. Now, back to the show with Anthony and Craig. All right, guys, welcome back to Real Men Talk. This portion of Real Men Talk is brought to you by Jewelers Bench and Popper Bluff, a proud sponsor of Real Men Talk. Thank you. All right, so we're going to talk about sanctification. Um, and a lot of what we're going to talk about is going to come, come out of um, Hebrews chapter 10. And, I, man, I'm a big fan of Hebrews 10, or just the book of Hebrews in general. It's a fantastic book. Um, man, you could do a lot of studying for a long time um, in this. But Hebrews chapter 10, is, is it's amazing. Um, so first off, I want to give a clarification. You know, we talked about um, um, holiness, talking about being set apart. And um, sanctification is the process of becoming holy. Uh, or, or as we were saying, the process of becoming set apart. So, as we know, you're not going to achieve pure holiness until we get to heaven. It's, yes, it's not. It's not going to happen. But the process, the sanctification process, is what we strive for. We constantly strive to look like Christ. Oh, yeah. You know, I was just going to say, you know, it, it's a daily uh, crucifixion of the flesh. Uh, and are we always going to succeed in that? No. Uh, no. You know, you are going to fail. But, you know, like Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, it, I love the way that I love this verse uh, because it says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So when we pursue this life of sanctification and this, this you know, pursuing holiness, you know, it is to strive, like we said earlier, to be so much like Christ, to let the, the very virtue of Christ that is living in us flow through us and, and, and be a light out of us, to flow to others. And, uh, and that can be, that can be, that can be difficult. You know, we face many challenges, you know, um, you know, like we mentioned about what we watch and what we listen to, 
uh, that that's a big thing, you know, what we allow ourselves to take. Cause you know, the Bible says that the eye of the body is the, is, is the lamp to the body, you know? So if, if your eye is dark, the whole body is dark. That comes a lot into what we watch, you know, uh, and what we listen to, you know, um, I, you know, music and, and different things is such a way to, <clears throat> um, uh, you know, like throughout the Bible music, you know, it's the biggest way we praise God, you know, David was a, uh, he praised the Lord with music and and different things. So those those are all important. One thing that that we have to understand is that when it comes to sanctification, we in of ourselves will never achieve holiness. You can't. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, it is only through the work and the grace of Jesus Christ that we can have any form of holiness. Period. Um, you know, and when we, when we understand that, that's, that's huge all on its own. Um, you you know, there's, there's, it's just like being saved. There's nothing that we can do of ourselves to obtain salvation. It is only through the grace of Jesus Christ. Um, a guy, a guy, I, I read a lot of, uh, his name is David Guzik, um, He said this, he said, our sanctification, our being set apart to God is founded on the will of Jesus, not on our own will. It is founded on the offering of Jesus, not on our offering uh, or sacrifices to God. You know, and so basically what he's saying is, is that it is not, it's not, we can't do it on our own. You, you know, it's not, uh, we can't will it to happen. We, we, we can't, you can't will just to be good. That's, that's not the way it works. We are born evil. Um, and then, you know, he talks about, you know, only on the offering of Jesus, not on, on the, uh, our offerings uh, to, to God. In other words, we can't work it into existence either. No. Yeah. You know, it is, it is only through Jesus that we can obtain sanctification. Absolutely. You know, like we talked about too, you know, it, uh, and just like David Guzik said, you know, uh, it, it's, it, it is a sacrifice, you know, uh, the apostle Paul, you know, in Romans chapter 12, he says it like this in verses one through, uh, one through two. And, uh, he says, I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Uh, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, right here, you know, he's telling us, he's like, I beseech you, you know, I urge you, brother, mm-hmm. I, I, I urge you that you present yourself as a living sacrifice, which is holy and acceptable. And uh, and he goes on to say that is our reasonable service. Like this is the least that you could do. Right. You, you, absolutely. You know, and, and and then he goes on to in verse two that says, you know, and do not be conformed to the world was like which we talked about earlier. And and he tells you right here, be renewed by the or be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's where it all goes. Anything like we've talked about in past episodes, everything we do in this Christian life, it is a mindset, you know. With the 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 enemy, where does he attack us? It is in the mind. Bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. It is all a mindset. 
That's right. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And and this guy is so important. I mean, Christ, he he in everything he did offered himself up as a sacrifice. Even even before the crucifixion, even before he was crucified. Look at how he 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 died and and how many times in scripture did he say, I'm not here to do the will of mine of my own, but the will of my father who sent me. You know, all throughout scripture right. he said he said these things. Uh, you know, it was a daily sacrifice. It was a daily dying out to self, dying out to the flesh. You know, Jesus was tempted in every way, just like we are. But what did he do? He did not fall into those things. So it was a daily sacrifice, and uh, and and he just he left the model uh, example of sanctification that we are to be. And uh, that's right. And that's, we got to remember that. That's right. You know, and we have to we have to understand that sanctification again is only obtained through the finished work of yes. Jesus Christ. That's it. Charles Spurgeon said this, what a glorious word. Those for whom Christ has died were perfected by his death. It does not mean that he made them perfect in characters so they are no longer sinners but that he made those for whom he died perfectly free from the guilt of sin. When Christ took their sins upon himself, sin remained no longer upon them, for it could not be in two places at one and in the same time. This is, and this is amazing. You know, Charles Spurgeon, he's brilliant. This is, this is sanctification. When yes. Christ died, when Christ died, he, that act of, of selfless um, grace is what perfected us or, or delivered us from our sin and begin the process of sanctification. Mm-hmm. You know, they, I've heard it called positional uh, grace. Um, you know, that when, when Christ died for us, when we accept that sacrifice that, uh, of Christ, that we, that we are then in position of grace. So sin has separated us from God, but Jesus' death on the cross filled in that gap. So we go back to Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, 19 through 23 says this. It says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus, he is inaugurated, opened for us a new living way through the, through the curtain that is through his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from evil conscience and our bodies washed in pure water. Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering, since he who is promised is faithful. So there's a couple things that I want to point out in this um in, in these scriptures, this is there's so much we could spend several several episodes just on this portion of scripture. But uh, some things that I wanted to point out, I wanted to point out um, some some key phrases that were in these verses. One, we have boldness in our sanctification through what Jesus did for us. 
um, a new way, a, a new and living way. Number three, draw near with a true heart, clean from evil conscience, bodies washed in pure water. Hold on without wavering. He who is promised is faithful. These are all key, key phrases that, that come out of these scriptures. And, and as men, we are to set the examples for the people who are around us, um, we're, for our families, for our children, for our friends, for the people in the community, for the people in the church. We're, we are to set the, the examples. So sanctification is so vitally important in our lives. Um, you, you know, one, you know, like I, I said earlier, you know, that we have the boldness, um, through Jesus and what he did on that cross, um, what he did in his flesh, that sacrifice that he did. Um, and, and so because of that, we can draw near with a true heart, you know, with our hearts sprinkled clean and, and from evil conscious and our bodies washed in pure water. And, and then let us hold to that confession of our hope without wavering since he who is promised is faithful. You know, and this is so vitally important because the enemy wants you, wants to believe that you cannot obtain, obtain holiness, which is true without Jesus. Um, but we are to hold, we're to hold true to that confession without wavering. That, that, that's so vitally important. We are to hold to the confession of our hope without wavering because he who is promised is faithful. Yes, that is true. And, uh, and I, you know, I know a lot of people may ask, like, what does this process of sanctification look like? And, uh, and you know, we just want to share a few verses with you. It's Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 through 25. And it says, and let us watch out for one another to provoke love and good works, not neglecting the, to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. Uh, you know, notice here, it doesn't say anything about doing this by yourself, but it says how we were supposed to do this together. This is the importance of of having like-minded brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, you know, I think I hear a lot of times people say things like, uh, you know, you don't really have to go to church to be a good Christian or to walk a good Christian life. Well, I, the scripture says otherwise, just like we just read. And, uh, it, you know, even Jesus himself had 12 men that he, he picked and, and went with him. Um, and, and you see it here, you know, for one, to provoke love and good works. You know, it's to, to make you better together. Uh, encouraging each other, not neglecting to gather, having that unity. You know, the Bible even says that two are better than one. Um, it, having that that bond and that brotherhood, it's iron. You know, just like iron sharpens iron. Um, it, you know, it's it's constantly building you, growing you, making you better, making you more like Christ, instructing you. That's where discipleship goes. You know, notice in, in the Great Commission, Matthew twenty eight nineteen through twenty, Jesus said, "Go ye therefore, making disciples." Of all nations, he didn't just say get people saved, which that is part of it. He said make disciples, and uh, and when you make disciples, that disciples will go on and get others saved and make them disciples, and it's a domino effect, making more and more like Christ. And um, 
And, and that's where it comes, the instruction, the, the, the molding and, and, and getting people uh, instructed and trained in the ways of the Lord. That's so important of, of having that unity. That's right. And I'm, I'm going to go off on a little rabbit trail here. Um, so I had a conversation with somebody earlier, you know, about similar something similar sim- to this. Um, and it was this, you know, he was talking about church, um, you know, and as the scriptures that you just read there, um, that this this is what the church is supposed to look like. Yes. Provoking one another to good works, not neglecting uh, to gather together, you know, encouraging one another. You know, and he was like, well, you know, I'm not I'm not really all about the church scene. And, you know, it's it's kind of full of hypocrites and, and, and stuff like that. And I told him, I said, wait a minute. The world has no grace for the church. Yes. None. No, not at all. And, you know. They expect they want to live however they want. And when anybody or anything in the church messes up, it completely negates everything. Yes. And that's not true. The church is made up of people, people who are um, flawed, flawed. That's right. That's 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 a perfect word. Flawed. You So you have flawed people who are trying to help flawed people. Things can get messy sometimes. Nobody's perfect. Nobody has achieved holiness. You don't go to a hospital because you're well. Yeah. You don't go to a church because you don't need it anymore. You go to a church because you need it. You go to each other to church to provoke love and good works. Right. And, and to encourage one another because yes. we need each other. And Jesus knew this. He knew this. He told Peter, he said, I'm going, I'm going to build my church on this rock. Jesus built the church for a reason. It wasn't because the church was to be perfect. Yeah. It was because people need a church to lean in, to, to lean on, to when they're, when they're broken, when they're hurt, to, to go to. If, you have, if you've ever noticed, everybody wants to talk bad about the church until they've got something going on. Then they want um, everybody from the church praying for them. Oh, yeah. And that's, the first, that's their first uh, line of defense. Absolutely. You know, and, and if you want to, to, to go through the process of sanctification, you need the church. Oh, yeah. You well, need the accountability. Absolutely. And I mean, it, it's like you said, I mean, it's a bunch of flawed people. But, you know, in that you should feel like, wow, you know, kind of a, a way to embrace that, you know, that, OK, I'm I'm not the only one that's got some problems, you know, I mean, and and don't get discouraged because um, I, I don't think people need to get discouraged because if you look at through scripture, you know, you look at like Paul and Barnabas, they had dispute. Uh, Paul and uh, Peter had dispute. Paul and John Mark had disputes, even to the point where they had to split, mini- you know, in their ministries. But, yeah. you know, what at the same time, they still went out and did great things. And they still lived lives as holy, sanctified men. That's and right. that's that's where you got to put it to, to uh, put it put it aside, you know, uh, I wanted to share one scripture. I know we're going to end soon, and, and I'm going to let Anthony close it out. But I just wanted to share this one last uh, couple verses, and um, and I want this to really stick in with you because I think it really uh, paints the picture of, of of how you know it is after we come to Christ. But it says, "If then you 
were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on things of the earth. Um, and I just think that's so important. I wanted to leave you guys with that because we have to remember, you know, no matter what, no matter, you know, if, if there is, you know, you, you look at, you can look at the flaws of everything in the church or, or things like that. And, and, and just like we said, we're not going to reach full sanctified glorification in this, in this life. That's we're, right. just, we're just a bunch of, of, of flawed people trying to make it and try to be better than what we were yesterday. That's exactly right. And that's the key is to be better than we were yesterday um and, and to look more like jesus tomorrow than we did today yeah you know and nobody's going to get it right you know just like you said no nobody's going to get it right nobody's going to everybody's flawed everybody's got you know their quirks you know not everybody's going to agree like you pointed out earlier um, yes you know it's okay yeah. It's okay. We we are all striving to be more like Jesus. Yes. And maybe today, maybe today you are um maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're struggling with the with the process of becoming holy. Maybe you're struggling with sanctification or holiness or um maybe maybe it's the issue of sin or maybe you've got questions about the church. E- email us. We have an email address, real men at palaceofpraise.com. You can find us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Message us. We would love to hear from you. Uh, we would love to answer any questions that you have, um, you, you know, maybe about holiness or sanctification uh, or the church. Maybe you're looking for a good church. Um, we can try to help you with that. Um, anything. Uh, and, and as always, I want to end in a prayer but before i do i I would like to thank uh, our sponsors rlp construction and jewelers bench we want to thank you for being um that part of real men talk let's end this in a prayer holy spirit teach us to be leaders of our homes community and churches and teach us to be godly courageous men in jesus name amen You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen@palaceofpraise.com, or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service.
you want to be part of the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion.